Welcome to FitChicks Chat, the weekly podcast dedicated to educate and empower women to take control of their lives, where we talk about fitness, nutrition, mindset, and wellness. Today's episode is brought to you by FitChicks Academy, where we help heart-centered women who love health and fitness get certified as fitness and nutrition coaches and build amazing businesses. If you're ready to create the life, health, and career you love, please join us for our upcoming Fitness and Nutrition Expert Certification Program and download the brochure today at www.fitchicksacademy.com forward slash F&E brochure to learn more. Now let's dive into this week's episode of Fit Chicks Chat. Welcome to the Fit Chicks Chat Podcast, where we talk all things fitness, nutrition, and wellness for women to help you live your healthiest and fiercest life inside and out. And now, your hosts, Laura Jackson and Amanda Quinn. Okay, do you feel absolutely sick and tired of either going on a diet, being constantly inundated by what you quote unquote should be doing when it comes to approaching fat loss or weight loss or whatever it is, and literally just feel like you are taking 10 steps forward, then 20 steps back when it comes to your nutrition? So this is the podcast for you. Uh, my name is Laura Jackson. And I'm Amanda Quinn. And we are the founders of FitChicks Academy. And on today's podcast, we are giving you guys a makeover. Yes. <laughs> Who doesn't love a makeover? Makeover <laughs> shows are the best shows. They're my favorite. And right? <laughs> totally. But this is actually a makeover to your approach to eating. So we're going to share with you the three fat loss habits that to help you easily reach your goals. Because honestly, guys, it doesn't need to be as complicated as it is. It's, that's the crazy thing is like how complex we have made things in today's society. It's like... Oh my gosh, like I've got to follow this plan. I've got to do this special diet. I've got to do this. I've got to be that. a vegan. I've got to be keto. It's, I've got to yeah. gaps diet. I have to cut I've out sugar. During this certain window, and I've got to do this, and I have to like eat this right after this. And like it's, yeah, I feel like we've just, we've overcomplicated everything when it comes to health and fitness and especially weight loss. So I'm really excited to share this stuff today. Yeah. And I mean, what I do want to say, of course, there are different approaches to eating. So I don't like to call them that work. Yeah, I don't like to call them diets. But really, that's what like the keto keto is a diet. Keto also was a diet that was created to help with epileptic seizures. Mm -hmm. So it was actually a protocol that was used to assist with something specific. Or for example, if you're somebody who deals with a lot of irritable bowel syndrome, maybe you would go on the GAPS diet. So that would be your approach, right? So they do have different purposes for a lot of these. And maybe, you know, you have some health conditions that your diet has to complement. But when we're looking at general Average person, you know, not really any health issues. Generally, just loss. looking to lose fat or weight. Yeah. That's the key thing. And get your body in balance and feel healthier. Yeah. We don't need to go to these extremes. There and it's it's crazy to me how as a nutritionist and as you know, with us having FitChicks Academy where we certify their fitness and nutrition coaches, how much we still want that magic pill. Like how much there is (laughs) this idea that there's this magic food out there or this magic pill that is going to literally transform our our bodies and our weight and our health or same thing even with exercise. It's like this one magic exercise that's going to turn your booty into Kim Kardashian's like, no. (laughs) 
I feel like that wasn't exercise, but <laughs> I digress. <laughs> but but yeah, I don't know her, so who do I know? <laughs> but it's just, it's, it really boils down to some simple equations and some simple changes. So the first yeah. thing I want to talk about is kind of what we call the four quadrants mm-hmm. when we're talking about fat loss. So, and okay, let me say this. And there's the main thing when it comes to fat loss is of course you have to be in a caloric deficit. However, when we when we're talking about fat loss at Fitchix, we're looking at holistic fat loss. So that means getting the body in balance, being the healthiest you can be, um, and then of course getting to your goal of losing weight. So quantity, of course, is super important. It's one of the quadrants. It's calorie. It, you do have to be in a caloric deficit, which means you have to be eating less than your body is burning. Okay, so there's no way. This is when people are like, oh, but if I suddenly eat grapefruit for breakfast every day, it's a fat burner. Grapefruit's a fat burner. But if you eat six grapefruits plus all the other food and you eat more than your body needs, so just say your body needs 2,000 calories to maintain, and every day you're eating 2,000 calories, you're going to stay the same weight, even if you're eating a fat loss friendly food. Um, And it's the same thing as if you eat. 2200 calories even if it's all grapefruits and all healthy you still are going to be eating more than your body needs so you're going to gain weight i remember sorry to interrupt you but i remember somebody saying to us and it was actually it was your sister actually and she was saying to us once or to me we were talking about fat loss and everything else and she's like if you don't think that you can gain weight on Brussels sprouts, you are wrong because I am the perfect example of it because she has figured it out now and she's doing amazing and her health has transformed her everything else but it's I remember she just, she was trying all these different diets and everything else. And she was like, I gained weight eating super clean diets, but it was just because of the quantity. Well, and that's where, you know, these, these superfoods that are out there right now, it's very, it's very challenging because, you know, let's say almond butter, it's great, but almond butter has a lot of calories. And if fat loss is your goal, you have to be in a caloric deficit. So if you're having two tablespoons of almond butter, but you think, oh, it's such a great healthy fat. And it is that's a lot of calories. So we have yeah. to take that. Or like into- an avocado. <laughs> avocado too. Right now, avocado toast, everything. I love avocados, but you got, you can't eat half an avocado, you know, well, like full avocado with your lunch. Yeah. If you know, and again, you can, but as long as throughout the day, you are under, you're in a caloric deficit. So there's no yeah. magic foods guys. Quantity is like, you know, I put it as number two, but it is up there. It has to, you have to be in a caloric deficit to lose fat. But I also, my number one though, is I recommend to all of my students, all of my clients is to focus on quality first. Yes. Quality. So the reason being, of course, is that you can lose fat if you are in a caloric deficit. However, you're not going to have the energy. You're not going to have the vitamins and the minerals to support your digestive health and all of the things that all the process that happens within your body. It's going to really help you with your mental health, mental clarity, so many other things. So quality and quantity are like the same. And we like to talk about, you know, focusing the majority on real whole foods made with love. Um, But then that's like, but using like the 80-20 rule. So 80% of the time you are focusing on those real whole foods. And then 20% of the time you're focused, you can have the things that aren't so nutritionally dense. Yeah. No, we don't like to say things are clean and dirty because that leads to emotional eating and emotional issues with food. Believe us, we've both been there. So we like to call it nutritionally dense and not so nutritionally dense. There's no clean and dirty foods. There's no magic foods. (laughs) Yeah. Like Doritos, they're just not as nutritionally dense as maybe they could be. (laughs) Yeah. So quadrant number one, quality. 
So we're focusing 80% of the time on real whole foods, 20% of the time you have some wiggle room. Second is quantity. We have to be in a caloric deficit, so eating less than our body needs. The third thing we focus on is macronutrient breakdown. So our macronutrients are protein, carbs, and fats. And we want to make sure that we're getting a balance of the three of them because they all have different purposes in the body, right? Now, carbohydrates, we actually can live without them, but carbs are the real source of fiber, which we're going to dive into. And that's why when people completely cut out, when they go on the keto, a lot of times they're cutting out all of their vegetables in addition to all of the carbs that we think of like pasta, which then we cut out all the fiber, which is huge when it comes to fat loss and health. Yeah. Um, And then the last thing is consistency. So you can't just do something for a week. Like you don't go to the gym for a week and suddenly walk out with a six pack. It has to be a consistent effort. And again, that goes back to that magic pill mentality. Yeah. Right? And people- that whole, like, I want to do this for 10 days and see, I just had someone yesterday and I'm, I'm not kidding. Someone just yesterday said to me that they're going to go on, that there's this new diet out there that's called the water diet. And it's, oh my God. it's five days of just drinking water, not eating any food so that you just lose a ton of weight at once. And I was like, so it's just like fasting. It's not yeah. really a diet. And, <laughs> and I love, I love, I love fasting. I love yeah. fasting, but don't position it like that as like a duck. Cause that again, creates a whole emotional yeah. negative. And I was just like, but I also was like, if you're doing this just to lose, I'm like, the chances are you're probably going to gain it all right back. Yeah be careful. And this is, this is why I'm so happy we're talking about this makeover stuff today, because I think it's just like, I just had someone, so these fad diets, these ideas of like quick fixes and things like that are just so common, right? Like this conversation just happened. So I'm like, ah, and me being in a position of being a trainer and being a co-founder, I was like, of the academy and stuff, I'm like, oh my gosh. And understanding what I know, I'm like, please don't. But it's like, <laughs> please don't do it for that purpose. If you're doing it for a reset, for a fast, for like um, some sort of, you know, maybe then consider it, maybe not for five days, but you know what I mean? Like maybe then consider it, but if the whole purpose was weight loss and like, this is not going to be a long-term solution. It's going to be a very short, quick fix. Of course, you're going to lose weight because you're not eating anything. And then it's going to just, it's going to wreak havoc on your metabolism and all that kind of stuff. You're going to be in a caloric deficit. Like that's why you're losing weight. It's not because you're, it's not because you're doing this magic thing. It's because your calories are less than your body needs. Like exactly. That's it. Exactly. It's zero. (laughs) Yeah. They're zero. Yeah. But this is why too, like this, the three habits, and we're going to talk about a couple more things before we get into the actual three habits that like legitimately guys, these are so easy that yeah. you can just start to implement and start to shift the way you think about food. Because even as far as we've come down the nutrition spectrum and the things we know now, we're still, there's still so many conflicting conversations and there's still so much stuff that's thrown at us. And it's crazy how we just don't know how to eat. Um, but you know, when you're battling, not just like the, the different people who are telling you about these diets, but also the food marketers who are telling you that this is like these shakes are the thing, or this is the the new, you know, green tea is the new thing, whatever it is, it can be really overwhelming. So when we are talking to our coaches or our students in the fitness nutrition expert program, we always talk to them about focusing on these areas with their clients. So, or with themselves. So the first thing as a coach that we help you guys do is select the best foods that are going to help you reach your goals and balance out your meals because this is huge. Yeah. Secondly, if it's weight loss is your goal, you're going to help them consistently be in a caloric deficit. Yeah. But 
the caveat is while feeling as full as possible. Now, yes. most people, when they go into caloric deficit, they cut, we think about cutting calories. So they just cut their meals, small meals, try to eat like way, way less or eating the same foods they were before. But really, if you were eating, let's say pizza and you're trying to be in a caloric deficit and you're going to have 200 calories for a piece like this big, like two inches. Yeah. It's like, you've got to start to make different food choices that are going to help you feel fuller. So you're not dealing with those cravings but then you're still going to be reaching your goals and you're going to be feeling, you know, great about your food choices in the process. I got to say that this, what you were just talking about is one of the, like, I think it's one of the most important things that you can do as a coach and also as a person when you're looking at like doing any kind of weight loss strategy. Cause I know even for me, when I was like in a state of like trying to lose weight and even now in this process, cause you know, like I'm in this transformational process myself right now. And I was like, it's the most important thing is eating volume because I can't just eat and you know how annoyed I get when people are like just eat on the little side plate I'm like no I want to eat a big plate but I want to eat but as long as it's a big plate and it's full of like spinach and kale or whatever like I'm cool like I'm good and it's still staying within my calorie count like I'm still staying within the range I'm good, but it's like, it's a visual thing for me. And I know that it is, and it is for a lot of people too. It's like, but it's also having like just this much pizza, like you said, you know, like the two inches of pizza, then you're like, Oh, you will never feel satisfied. But then if you're eating that as like an apple with, you know, whatever, something else, it's like, you're like, you're going to be so much better off. And you're also actually going to feel full. But yeah, you'll get into this, but yeah, I just, I just want to say this. This is like, this is one of the most powerful things I think. It's very, and it's, it's physiological. Like it's your body's actual response. And we know we blame a lot of times if we're not reaching our goals, feeling that we're not good enough and it's willpower, right? We're like, I don't have the willpower to stay away from the ice cream. Well, no, when your body is, when you're like not eating enough food or you're not really eating the right types of food, your body is being signaled to go find more food. You can't fight that, right? It's a natural response because your bodies are saying, A, we don't have enough food in our stomach or B, I don't have the nutrients I need. So that's why you're ravaging in the cupboards, right? So this is where as a fitness and nutrition expert, as a coach, what you're going to help your clients do is understand, okay, how can I be in that caloric deficit and not have those crazy cravings? And how can I actually do this for the long term? Yeah. So this is where, like, this is the last thing before we get into three habits. Uh, actually, no, we have one more thing to talk about. But... <laughs> I think that this is where a lot of coaches go wrong and we do so well in our academy and I'm going to toot my own horn for this and your horn for this, but yeah. is that we're not just teaching theory guys. We're not just teaching you the, the books to read about nutrition and weight loss. We're talking about how you actually can get people to really implement this in their lives, which is the mm-hmm. hardest thing. Like you can yeah. tell people kale is great for you, but how the heck do I start? If someone's ever eaten kale, how do I start to incorporate it? Or in theory, everything sounds amazing. Totally. And then when you actually put it into practice is where you really truly learn how to use it and use it as a proper tool. And that's but also giving it to clients who they can use it. Because well, no, that's what I mean though. I'm talking about it from a perspective of both sides. It's like, if you don't know how to incorporate this into someone's life, because you just know in theory what works 
but you've never practiced it. You don't understand it and you don't know how to implement it. It's like, you know, I've talked to so many of our grads and they tell me, or even students at current students, remember someone saying to me the other day, she's like, I love that I actually know how to do this. It's not just, I think I know, I actually know because I've done it. You know, well, and, and like, it, it needs so to be doable, but like, yeah. this is where, like a lot of coaches, what they'll do is they'll tell you, okay, you need to eat real whole food. So scrap everything that you've been eating, go real whole food. You need to eat, drink three liters of water a day. You need to do this and this and this in real life guys, as a real human being, that is way too much change. So yeah. when we're incorporating real habits, you've got to give yourself focus on one habit at a time. So these three, we're going to give you just even start trying to do one. Yeah. And once you're successful at that, then try to add the other two. But when we're trying to change everything at once, it's too much. It's too overwhelming. And it's proven that you most likely will fail at it. Mm -hmm. So that's where we want to make sure that these habits are doable. Um, and we can do them for real long-term change. So, okay, before we get into the three habits, last thing. I just want to talk about the idea of fullness. So this is something that I think is so huge to really understand. And as I was saying earlier, when you're not full enough, your body goes into the signaling mode where your stomach and your brain is having this conversation saying, feed me more, feed me more. Yeah. Um, and you're trying so hard not to eat the cookies because you're like, no, I need to be in a caloric deficit. But because you're not eating the right foods, this is, this, your body's going into like overload, right? This willpower is gone. You're in the cupboards. So totally. It's like when, sorry, just to give an example of that. It's like when you don't eat all day, like I know so many people that are like, I don't eat breakfast. I don't eat at work. I just eat when I get home from work. But what happens is, and they're like, I don't know why I'm gaining weight. I eat one meal a day. And it's like, they're probably not in a that caloric meal, deficit. <laughs> well, that's just it. That meal is probably so full of calories and fats and everything because your body is craving it and it needs, and it's probably super high in carbs because usually that's kind of like the fast energy and things like that that you go for. So it's like you probably are eating maybe even twice as much as you should be eating, but in that one meal, because that can happen guys. And I know that you might be like, how is that possible? Like, I know I can eat like 5,000 calories in one oh. meal. If I really wanted to easy, easy. Because if you're eating processed foods, it's so easy to eat a lot of calories. Yeah. 100%. So it's in, okay, I'm not going to, I'm going to stop interrupting you. I'm going to let you keep going. I just had to add that in. Cause I feel like just understanding like how using a real example of like the not eating all day and then not understanding why you're not losing weight. Yeah. And I'm a big believer in fasting. I'm a big believer in fasting. So I don't eat breakfast. And for me that works. It's not a strategy I would start with right away. And it's not saying if you don't eat all day and if you just eat one meal that your metabolism slows down, this is not true. That's a myth. But it's that you're not, you're eating too much. You're again, it goes back to simple math. math. When, you, when you really go back to it. So our goal right now in this conversation too, is to how can we feel full? So we're not overeating during our meals. We're able to stay for a longer period of time without eating. So this will help us to be able to reduce our caloric uh, amount tap into our stored fat use that for energy as opposed to having to keep shoving things in our mouths for energy right so there's when it comes to feeling like our goal is to feel full during the meal and feel full longer in between meals as i said and this is known as satiation and satiety mm -hmm. okay so satiation is what you feel during the meal so when you start to eat the food goes into your gi tract and then you start to feel less hungry right the stretch receptors in your stomach start firing. Um, the hormones start getting active that start to tell the body that we're full. And then you start to get that feeling of fullness. Yeah. And the immediate response is, okay, I feel full. Stop eating. 
satiety is different because it happens in between the meals. So there's some foods that make us feel fuller during the meal, but there's other foods that are going to help us stay full in between meals. So it suppresses hunger. So instead of feeling like, oh my God, I'm starving every hour. Now it's like, we want to eat the foods that are going to make us feel to go four hours or five hours without eating anything. So it's like satiation tells us stop eating. It's like the stop sign and satiety reminds us, okay, we don't have to start eating again for a long period of time. Mm -hmm. So it's cool because now we're going to give you two habits that are going to number one. The first one is going to make sure you feel satiation. So the first one is going to make sure that you feel full during your meal and you feel fuller quicker, which is going to make you eat less. And that is weight loss habit number one. I know you guys have been waiting for this. <laughs> Drum roll. <laughs> Drum roll is to include two cups of high fiber, low glycemic vegetables at every single meal. Yes. This is also called the volume eating method. So my favorite eating method. Totally. So when Amanda was saying, I like, I, that's what I say. I like the big plate. (laughs) She wants to eat a lot. I'm obsessed with it. Yeah. And this is where you can, but I still want to hit my goals. Yeah. And you can eat a lot because of course it's lower. So high fiber, low glycemic veggies are lower in calories. They're high in water, which is also going to help to pull us up. But the main thing is they're super high in fiber. So what ends up happening is you're not eating a lot of calories, but that fiber is filling up the belly. Mm-hmm. And that is going to now send that message to the brain. Satiation is happening. We have a lot of bulk in here. And this is going to really make sure that your clients or you, you're going to start to feel full a lot quicker. So even if you're eating, let's say like a burrito or something, and that's not as nutritionally dense, but you have it with a big kale salad on the side, you probably won't be able to finish that whole burrito. So my other little tip mm-hmm. too, have your two cups of low glycemic veggies first. Yeah. You remember back in the day when you used to go to a restaurant and you'd have a salad as an appetizer? Yeah. There, the reason that was, was twofold. Number one, it used to be like way back in the day, they would serve bitter greens then. So you wouldn't eat just like iceberg lettuce. And what that would do, it would start to trigger the digestive juices in your body to start flowing. So you're, you're basically priming your stomach and you're priming your body to be able to digest. The second thing it does to you, of course, is it starts to fill you up a little bit. So if you start to get into the mindset of, okay, I've got my plate and I've got my two cups of veggies before I eat my burrito, I'm going to eat those veggies. Mm -hmm. Simple as that. Yeah. Before I have, you know, well, a smoothie is a bit different because it's all blended together, but just say you're going to have a smoothie and then you're going to have a bagel drink the smoothie first. So this way it's going to start to signal your body. Okay. We've got enough in here. You're going to reduce your overall caloric intake because we've got to be in that caloric deficit for weight loss, but you'll also feel super full. So you're not going to be having cravings. Yep. It's no, it's honestly the best. And like, I do this all the time. Like what you were saying about like the burrito thing. I don't really, I love burritos. I never I love burritos them. too. I never think to eat them very often, but, um, I do that often. Cause like we'll have pizza at my house, you know, when people come over or something, cause it's just easier than having to cook for everybody. We'll just order pizza. So I always order salad with it and I eat a salad. I always have a salad first because not only for that, also just because I, I like eating vegetables and I, I feel like if I don't eat vegetables, it feels weird to me, but also I eat it in the beginning because then, yeah, I'm cool just having one piece of pizza because it's like, I'm satisfied. I've satisfied whatever craving it was, but I'm like full because of the salad. So it's, well, and, it and is so like, it's such a golden rule, I think. Well, and think about it guys in the way of like, you know, not just like, oh, well, because veggies are good for me. Think about this. These veggies are actually filling up my belly. Like they're actually triggering 
stretch receptors that are sending a message to my brain. So what you tell your brain to slow it down, to slow it down. And when we're talking about high volume, so what really what it means, less calories, more food, all of these vegetables are what we call low glycemic. For those who don't know, it means they're more of the watery vegetables. They typically grow in the summer. They're things like broccoli, kale, cauliflower, all your greens, tomatoes, cucumbers, uh, celery, things that aren't starchy. So typically that's why when we say they grow in the summer because root vegetables grow more in the fall and they're underground and they're more starchy ones. So we want to focus on all these watery ones. And I always like if you're going to do like greens and things like that, yes, spinach is a great, you know, baby or green, but having a more fibrous one, like some chard or kale, it's going to, it's going to be heavier. Like it's going to help fill you up a little bit more. Yeah. Um, and there's so many ways to do it. Like there's so many prepackaged now bags of coleslaw and salads and frozen. I live and die by those prepackaged salads. I don't like having to like chop up all my veggies and stuff to make a fast salad. I just like live and die by that. Like I just buy the mixed greens already or whatever. I buy some different salads. There's so many good kale ones and stuff. I just, I usually don't use the dressings because I don't always like the dressing. I think the dressings are always really sweet. There's a lot of high fructose corn syrup and a lot of fillers. Make your own dressing so easy. Yeah, I find them always really sweet. So I just, I don't use those in particular, but they're so great. But what I was going to add to this though, is just like from anyone listening, it's like, think about when you don't follow this rule. So like when, if you were just eating pizza, you could probably eat like four slices of pizza and you still don't necessarily feel full. Yeah. If you switch it and you actually have the salad first and then you have, or the veggies first or however you're eating your veggies and then you have pizza, you'll probably feel extremely satisfied with one to two pieces. And it's true. Like how many times have you went and like just ate like the burrito or the pizza and you still feel hungry after? Oh, but that's even why. Like, so when, and you can sneak, the thing that's great too, you can sneak so many veggies in and we teach a whole bunch of different methods. But like, for example, I always have like coleslaw, bed coleslaw, broccoli slaw, all that stuff. If I'm making a stir fry, I bulk up on extra, you know, slaw in it just to give more volume with not adding a lot of calories. Or if I'm doing soups, I'll have bags of frozen broccoli, throwing in as much, you know, stuff, or even if it's just kale chopped up, like there's just so many ways that you can just start to throw things in, mix it in, stir fry with your eggs. Green smoothies are amazing to get more veggies in. There's simple ways that at every single meal, you can get two cups in. And just make that like your first goal. If you're just like, okay, my first goal is I'm trying to get two cups in every meal. Um, We also will have underneath this on our our website, we'll have a list of some different um, options, some things that we recommend for you to to buy for each meal. And you're good to go. And just even try this one for a week and see how you feel. Yep. Um, Okay. So the first one, of course, we focus on satiation. We focused on getting the volume. So we feel full during our meal, which is going to make us stop eating and um, that we were not going to overeat during the meal. Now, the Mm -hmm. second one is satiety. So we're going to focus now on how do we keep full in between meals? So of course, the fiber that came in our, in our two cups of veggies with the meal is really going to help us slow down digestion, um, balance out blood sugar. You're going to, you know, stop eating. But the second thing that we want to do is add lean protein at every single meal because the pro, uh, protein is the most satiating micronutrient, uh, macronutrient, which means it's going to keep you fuller longer, more yeah. than fats, more than carbohydrates. Well, alcohol is the only macronutrient, but that's not required to live. Um, <laughs> but 
pretty much if, if you have protein, if you start to add protein to every single meal, you will feel fuller in between your meals. So you'll be able to go for four or five hours without eating instead of being like every two hours you're grabbing for more snacks. Mm -hmm. Definitely. No. And I love that one too, because I do find, you know, and lean protein, it's like, yes, it can come in a meat form, but it can also come in different forms guys. And this is a big thing for me because I don't, you know, I was on this meal plan. We talked about this in a past podcast that I was like, I didn't like it because it was like six times a day having to eat meat. And I just, I don't love meat that much, but I did want to have that satiated feeling throughout the day and not be hungry. So I was trying to follow it. It was too much. I found different ways to get my protein in with like just different protein powders, um, with other natural, like yogurt, like and that kind of stuff. So like just there's different ways of getting protein in. It's maybe not exactly the same and it might not fill you up exactly the same way, but it's going to, and I don't know if that's true or not. Um, does it fill you up the same way if you're having like Laura and I'm asking you this question. <laughs> if you have, if you have like, um, say a Greek yogurt or something, or like, I like that Skyr yogurt, the one yeah. that has like this super high protein, will that satiate you the same way as like a lean meat protein. Oh yeah. It just has different amino acids in it. So different sources of protein provide different amino acids, which are the building blocks to your body. So right. for example, if you're going to do some great vegan or vegetarian proteins would be things like chickpeas, black beans, kidney beans are really great. Uh, Notice lentils. I didn't mention any of those because I don't like beans. <laughs> I know, but they're, but they're, I wish also, I did. they're also a form. They're not just protein. They're also a form of um, carbohydrate. So they have a different profile and you usually need to combine them with rice and things like that to another grain or legume to get a complete profile. But yeah. when it comes to feeling full, beans are amazing. So is tempeh, which is um, oh, a fermented soy. So is, and of course not doing too much of it as women, but um, yeah. getting a good organic tempeh. Different chia seeds are a great source of protein. Crickets are a great source of protein. Um, with the crickets. I'm never trying them. <laughs> Grass-fed beef, all of these things. Now, I always say focus on lean protein, though, not like protein from like really fatty bacon and things like that, because, of course, we're talking about a weight loss habit. So number yeah. one, we want to reduce the calories. And when we can reduce the fat that comes in that protein, we're going to reduce the calories. And you can, of course, add a plant-based fat, like olive oil, or you can also do butter. It's really healthy, too. Um, but you're going to reduce the caloric load. Cause again, guys, I know I keep saying, but you have to remember if you're looking to lose weight, you have to be in a caloric deficit. You can't, you yep. cannot, it doesn't matter if you're eating all beans and quinoa and all of it. Like I said earlier about the grapefruits, it has to be less than your body needs. So yeah. lean proteins are going to be lower in calories, but really high in that sashi, uh, with giving that satiety in between meals. The yeah. other thing too, that a lot of people don't know is that when you are in a caloric deficit, you lose both muscle and fat. So as your body is starting to, to, you know, tap into stored fat and break down stuff, some muscle of course gets, you know, lost in that process. So that's why it's really, really important. If you are trying to lose weight that you're getting enough protein because we want to protect that muscle mass because the muscle mass of course burns more calories when you're doing nothing. So we want to keep that muscle mass going and that's how you're going to maintain weight loss. So we've got to make sure we're getting enough protein to support the muscles to keep those amino acids to help rebuilding them. So your body's not going to start to break them down. Yeah. And I've seen a lot of people and you probably have too. And anyone listening, if you've gone on just a weight loss diet and they suddenly, they just are very like 
skinnier, but mushier, (laughs) (laughs) but also they have a really big gain back weight really fast because you have Mm. to set your body up for long-term success too. And having muscle is so important. Yeah. Um, and the last thing on the protein too, though, is just that there, this is not just me saying this. There's been a ton of studies that have shown that, um, protein, uh, guys that are higher in protein, they have seen higher percentages of fat loss and total weight loss for longer periods of time versus I was going to say longer success rates for sure. Yeah. Versus, uh, diets that haven't. So we're not saying again, and it's so funny, our society, like when you focus on a lean protein, every meal, we're not saying have a 24 ounce piece of meat, but you know, three, four ounces of one of the things we talked about, you know, half a cup to a cup of beans or lentils, quinoa, whatever, but making sure when you're looking at your plate, you got your two cups of lean of low glycemic veggies. You've got some source of good lean protein. Um, and then of course, if you're going to have a complex carb, healthy fats, whatever with it, but making sure that protein and that, uh, two cups of veggies, you're going to feel full during the meal and you're going to feel full longer. So you're not eating again. And honestly, guys, it will be game changers. If you're not eating protein at every meal now, you will feel so much different. Yeah. hundred percent. Okay. And the last thing, our last weight loss habit too, is of course we need some fun stuff in there. I don't like to say fun stuff, but life is about enjoying life. If you want to go have a glass of wine, if you love French fries, if you love pizza, if you love ice cream, (laughs) like you have to be able to not have anxiety about still being able to have these things. You have to be able to include them in your life without feeling like you are going to, you know, not reach your weight loss goals. You can still have them and be in a caloric deficit. Like it's possible. So we like to use what we call the pick your poison method. Yes. So like if you're going on vacation or you're going to an event or whatever it is, pick one of the following to go along with your meal. So let's say your meal, you're focusing around your low glycemic veggies. Let's say you're having a big, you know, it's a big salad and you're doing some chicken with it. Instead of having, for example, you know, um, both fats and starch, and then you have a dessert after, and you have a glass of wine with it, pick one of them. Yes. So either pick alcohol, starchy or high glycemic carbs, or sugar. So not all three. So this is where most people go wrong. They think, oh, I'm going to be, you know, quote unquote bad. I'm going, you know, I'm treating myself tonight. And yeah. In addition to their chicken and their and their salad, they end up having a side of French fries. Then they end up having that with a glass of wine. Then they end up having a cheesecake afterwards. But if you just pick one of those and just focus around the low glycemic veggies and the protein, you're going to be able to stay within your goals. We call it a structured flex meal. Um, and then you can you're still going to be within your goals. You're still going to enjoy your life. But just pick your poison. Just pick yeah. which one you want. Yeah. And it just, it gives you that like feeling of not feeling restricted. Cause I do think that one of the main reasons why so many people fail on any kind of strategy is that they just, they have no flexibility. So they feel like it's all or nothing mentality. And then as soon as we have the all or nothing mentality, what happens, and I know this happens with me and I know with you too, Mm -hmm. is that this little voice inside of your head starts going, I need to eat all the French fries. Yeah. Screw this. Let me eat everything. Yeah. I need to drink two bottles of wine because I said I wasn't going to drink any wine. Like it's the yeah. weird thing that we have that as soon as we say, I'm having none of this, then you want all of it. So and then we, you give yourself one glass and suddenly, yeah, then you're like, well, screw it. I've already yeah. had one. I might as well have 50. Like, exactly. The all or nothing mentality. And it's like, and it's this like monster that comes up inside of your brain though, that just says like, oh, you don't want to do this. Now we're going to do it 
full on, you know, and the cravings become unreal. And like the, you can't stop thinking about it. You're obsessing about it. And it becomes like this overwhelming thing. So it's like, and I mean, maybe I'm the only person that this, that's how I feel. No, <laughs> and it's like, <laughs> but it's I think it's normal true. though. Cause it's like, as soon as we try to restrict ourselves, we want to go against the grain. We want to like, we don't want those kinds of restrictions. So if you think about it from a perspective of, Oh, I can still have those things just not with every meal and not all the time but I can have them when I'm craving it, when I feel like it's a treat if I'm going out for dinner or something like that. Like it's whatever it is, it gives you that flexibility to not even want it. It's this weird thing. Like I know you're opposite of me, Laura, that you can't have stuff in your house. But like for me, I have this weird thing where like I have to have a treat in my house like of like either rice cakes or chips, like something because I'm like that salty person in my house to know it's here. But I, when I don't, when I don't have it in my house, I want to eat it all the time. When I have it in my house, I don't even eat it. <laughs> Dave is always like, my husband's always like, how do you have these like Doritos in the house for like two weeks and you haven't even opened them? I'm like, because I just, just want to look at them there. <laughs> I just know they're there. And as long as I know they're there, I don't crave them. But when I don't have them in the house, I want to eat them all like and it's this weird thing but it's like it's part of that mental thing and I know that that's just an emotional thing that I have to work through too which is yeah, cool. but, that's food. but it's like but it's this, is why, this is why I love this habit because food is not just nourishment to our body it's social it's emotional thing it's yeah. emotional it's social it's part of the way that we you know I love studying like anthropology and I love looking at different food cultures and how they eat but one of the things that's common is that's how you connect to your tribe and your family. That's why people go it's for dinner. It's, yeah. yeah. It's like, it's one of the most social things that you can do is like sit and it's down how and break you bread build, with others. Yeah. You build relationships and some of the best conversations happen over a meal. So you don't want to feel like, you know, I remember when I was, especially high in my eating disorder, going out for going to somebody else's house for dinner was the most like anxiety ridden thing for me because I was like, what are they going to serve me? I don't know how they made this. I don't know how many calories are in it. I don't know. And I would be literally paralyzed and it would stress me out so much. And over the years dealing with this and and understanding, you know, working through my food issues and my body image issues and all this stuff. But now the way I kind of deal with it too, is that if I'm going to someone's house for dinner earlier in that day, I will just focus around lean proteins and low glycemic veggies yeah. Because I don't know how they're cooking things, so they'll probably be higher caloric, whatever. But I just eat a little less during the day, and I just focus on those. So I know they're lower calorie, but I'm going to feel full and satiated. And then that's what I just don't stress as much over dinner anymore. Because I feel like I've got those tools that I'm not walking in being like, oh my God, I'm out of control. It's this control issue and all this stuff. Yeah. So this way, just start to understand that food, it's such an interesting thing. And especially with women, we have this, it doesn't have to be the enemy, <laughs> but we also have had this entire lifetime of being told that we are not good enough the way we are. We need to look a certain way. We women should be skinny and should be this and should be that and food marketers and diet industry. Like it's horrible. And it's not your fault. It's not your fault. If you have these feelings, like it took me a long time to understand why I became the way I became. But when you look at all that we've been exposed to, and now there's that shift happening with more body diversity, which is awesome and showing health at all different shapes and sizes and ages and races and abilities, which is incredible. And we're, we're so a part of that movement with Fitchix yes. Academy and the fitness and nutrition program, <laughs> all of our programs, because we need more health coaches out there who are real people and who are all different in all different places in their lives, in their journeys. Who are showing health in different ways. Who are showing health in, and, and, and it's not about a 
one size fits all. So it's really important that we start to understand like these feelings and these things, they can be reprogrammed, but try to do one of these habits. I would recommend starting with the veggies because you're going to start to feel fuller. The veggies are the protein. You can pick which one. If you're eating veggies, do the protein. If you're already eating protein, focus on the veggies and then add the pick your poison later. Um, but just because honestly, guys, what's going to happen is your body is going to start to balance out and you're going to start to feel fuller quicker and you're going to suddenly just notice wait a second i don't have these cravings because dieting is hard when you just cut calories you have created more with your body um, when you cut calories without focusing on the quality right because eventually you're going to start to to feel that you're really going to start to feel like oh my gosh like okay this has 400 calories in this you know little protein bar but i'll just eat that that's all i get well there's no fiber there to fill up that belly. There's no fiber to hit those stretch receptors. So, you know, 20 minutes later, you're like, why am I freaking starving again? And then you grab another, that's 800 calories. And like when you could have a 400 calorie meal with lean protein and veggies, it's going to fill you up for a super long time. So just focus on the one, try to do it without judgment or without, if you miss a meal and you don't do the two cups of veggies at it, don't beat yourself up. But my challenge to you guys is do it for a week and just literally see how you feel. And if you, if the week is good, do it for two weeks, then do it for three weeks. And eventually it will start to become part of who you are. And like I said earlier, this is what we do with our, um, with our coaching programs and what we teach our coaches is that you've got to start with these smaller realistic habits because when it comes to change, you've got to have those wins. And when we do too much, it's overwhelming and then we do nothing. So focusing on one small habit at a time, you're going to see big results. Okay, guys. So with that, we are wrapping this up, our makeover. <laughs> Hopefully you guys learned some stuff today, had some fun. And of course, if you're interested in becoming a fitness and nutrition coach, make sure to check out our fitness and nutrition expert program. Um, you can download our 30 page brochure at fitchicksacademy.com forward slash FNE brochure. Mm -hmm. um, and if for some reason you type that in, it doesn't go, just go to fitchicksacademy.com. You can click on the tab and get it from there. So have an amazing day, and I can't wait to hear about all the veggies you guys are eating. <laughs> <laughs> Bye, guys. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Fit Chicks Chat Podcast. Want more healthy love? Visit www.fitchicks.com for amazing resources, free workouts, recipes, tips, and so much more to help you live your healthiest and fiercest life inside and out. Thank you for joining us this week. And remember, if you are ready to create the life, health, and career you love, join us for the upcoming Fitness and Nutrition Expert Certification Program. Download the brochure today at www.fitchicksacademy.com forward slash F&E brochure.